1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Hey. Kia ora and welcome to the Altitude Rugby Pod. Once again, different set today. We'll go through why very, very soon, but a lot to talk about the All Blacks incredible performance especially the first 20 minutes what do we read into it what do we read into how the box went when the big dogs came off the bench what about the Eddie Jones effect how long does he have to get it all right we'll talk a bit of Black Ferns and we'll have our special guest for today come on so welcome to our new studio our old studio with a different couch while we set up a a few All Blacks interviews that we're going to run over the next few weeks of course James Parsons, Bryn Hall Mm. just Fizzing to talk some test footy. Oh, yeah, especially that first 25 minutes. A lot of fun, yeah, a lot of fun. Be- to watch. Before we get into that, I'll let you know what's going on. So we managed to wrangle a bunch of All Blacks to come on the show in the weeks leading into the World Cup. So each week you're going to see a segment from this couch as we record them. We'll be in the regular studio most of the time, but we'll throw to the segment on this couch. We've got All Blacks coming through. Rico Ioane, Geordie Barrett today... Bowden Barrett we're giving uh. you the big dogs it's going to be really really good uh. so but before we get to Bowden Barrett let's talk about this test on the weekend Bowden was exceptional in that test match really exceptional the first 20 minutes though Chipper, for you what was it in the first 20 minutes that really set the All Blacks apart from what we've seen from them in the last year or two
1: yeah well I think Probably the aerial battle was won, you know, like getting up, they came with that contestable game to get in the air and, and challenge, but then also the boys up front physically winning those collisions, they kept it pretty simple, like they just carry strong, I think best example is Shannon Frizzell coming out the other side defensively, so it didn't allow for the Springwells to get their mojo defensively in, in that dominance, and um, I think they grew a lot of confidence from it, um, of the pack, and, and if you look at their stats as individuals, as in a group, they certainly won that, that sort of collision breakdown area for, you know, probably 50, 60 minutes of that game.
0: Impressed, bro?
2: Absolutely. I think, man, you, we've talked about a lot around the breakdown, and look, that first 20 minutes, guys just... They were a little bit tighter. I think they wanted to go direct and, and go through them, especially against big men. Um, you could see they were a little bit tighter and just really concentrate on ball carrier and then cleaning. And then the attacking games, uh, the attacking kicks, sorry, I think more so our contestable games. I think we had 11 contestables getting six of them back, which is at 55%, which is, you know, in this day and age, you're looking at kind of 30, 25% is a good day, let alone 55%. And so we'll touch on, obviously, with Bode, but his attacking kicks to Will Jordan especially. Um, you look at his try, but then throughout the game, really, really, I guess, kind of, their pendulum was in all sorts just due to the fact of that kicking game um, and then also execution as well and the likes of having Will Jordan back thought he was outstanding and Shannon Frizzell, you know, just backed up his performance and Mendoza
0: with another great performance which you'd like to think now he'd probably be the sixth moving forward. Where have you seen the big improvements in and around that clean out? Um, that obviously made such a massive difference against a box team that's known for it.
1: Yeah, I think early on, as I said, they keep it simple. Like, there's no sort of tip pass or looking to go out the back. It's literally the guy who carries carries and the other two are tight. So they're not trying to spread the defence to, you know, sort of take advantage of the holes. Um, they're just clear that, you know, out carry, cleaners are in fast. And, um, it, you know, both, both sides did it pretty well, The Springboks did it well um, and, and when we didn't get it right, if one of those cleaners got challenged they did get the turnover but it's that simplicity and then to build to that sort of the tips and going out the back later when, when teams are fatiguing but um, it's almost like they're decluttered and, and having that clarity just allows them to be able to
0: focus on winning the collision. Is that the blueprint? This is what we're going to see from here on in?
2: I just think like we talked probably about 12 to 18 months ago the areas of where we probably needed the All black speed be better. Was around the breakdown area, which has been a massive improvement. Set piece, continuing to keep getting better in that. But then also our attacking kicking games, because this line speed pressure, you know, probably before this year, we weren't able to get it to the edge, you know, with this line speed pressure. But with the attacking kicking games, we've got Bowden Barrett, we've got Richie Wonger, Jordy Barrett who can do that. David Ovili when he's there, you've got a lot of kicking options that are able to get to that space. So. I think it's set up really really nicely for us and I know that probably that coaching group, the players and whatnot would be wanting to continue to keep better at that but what, what, what we are seeing is an improvement in those areas which I think again to spot us really really well against the likes of the French and the Irish in the back end of that Rugby World Cup especially.
1: And I do think it's the work off the ball a lot so if you look at that, so you've got the pod, you go at the back of that player, you've got your winger right on the edge and that's when you get the attacking kick. But because these players, sort of those midfield players, are having those really solid downlines when they're going for that kick, yep. it sucks the defence in. So that's what allows them time. And, and as you saw, because of that defence, if you look at Will Jordan's try at the first, because of that defence and those bodies running in motion, it slowed Kits off just for a second, and that's the whole Jordan went through. And, and obviously, we scored from. So it's everyone's having that clarity of their role. Like there will be stars that stand out, but it's actually everyone off the ball that's. Uh, I suppose, manipulating the defenders to create opportunities and then, you know, the people with the ball have to make the right decision.
2: And I think also probably the last two weeks we talked around everybody doing their role but they're nailing in the execution of it at specific times and I think probably in the last 12 to 18 months we have had opportunities to get the ball to the width but we weren't able to get it there, whether they're not on the same page or not. But I think now it's very clear, they're very decisive around the attacking kicks because the space is there or they're going through with a tip ball or there's opportunities on the outside and they're getting that ball to the, I think the very first try it wasn't pretty but they got the ball to the edge with the quick hands and then a little bit offload go in between and then obviously will jordan sets up aaron smith for that first try so i think we're just in a really good place of being executing really really well um but knowing that group that we wanted to continue to keep getting better because they know what's at the back end of that rugby world cup against the irish and the french coming forward
1: and i think you mentioned set piece and if you look at that like we're pretty clinical there like and, and you know big fan of sam White, like obviously and probably surprised that we didn't see him out there but Man, tip of the cap to, to Brody and uh, Scott Barrett, you know, 93% against the Springbok side with that, you know, that are a tall pack um, and to the throwers, of course, um, but I think that competition and that lock spot now is like, man, you can't leave Brody out, like his stats, you know, he was 65% in game line carries, like mm. you need that to win a World Cup, so you, you have to think he's a lock, you know, Barrett's similar. Um, so you know between those three and and the versatility that Tupouvahe provides, mm. um, and Josh Lord was pretty um, effective against um, Argentina. So yeah. that that sort of I can only see set piece getting better because of that competition, um, and scrum time. You know there was only one slip up, um, and it was when obviously they brought the bomb squad on, oh, um, and you know sort of fresh legs versus fatigue. But um, you know those boys up front, especially De Groot and Lomax, are, are really killing it.
2: Just on their trip, who would you start a lot? Oh, I don't know I just would see would like. you think
1: does he not just listen to the other two minutes
2: with around you talk around Sam Wilder, you, you just can't feel the way that Scott Barrett and Brodie are playing putting Sam on the. you can obviously do well, it I but think Shannon
1: form has also added to the equation mm-hmm. like there was potentially maybe the opportunity for Scott to move to six because he wanted all three of them on the field but yeah. I, I'm based on the weekend you have to go with the two yeah. currently I
0: agree. Mm. Uh, is Sam an impact player? Mm-hmm.
1: I think he is such a um smart brain um a lot of that successes will be down to the work he's done during the week um you know like he would have contributed a, hell of a lot even though he didn't play um but then also uh, against tyrant opposition and having sort of his experience and mouse off the bench i do think it's doable um and, and i think you know he's just got to get out there and get some runs on the board because you know we were singing his praises only a few weeks ago around that crusaders game and you know you can't see a team without him in it. Um, but that competition, um, he'll, if he gets a couple of big performances against the Wallabies,
0: then it's a tough job for Jace Ryan and Co. One question I had for you about the lineup. Were you surprised that the box didn't compete more often? Yeah, well, I I thought it was clear air
1: and, um, you, know, you know, good movement, um, but again, it was that speed to set to just get in and go. Um, you know, like we, oh, I shouldn't say we, but the All Blacks, um, the All Blacks, you know, sort of, didn't look to let them off the hook early especially you know at, at set piece time they're looking to play that up-tempo style and um I, I thought cody threw really well as well when they did get in there
0: and from a halfbacks point of view not having the opposition compete it makes your job quite a lot easier doesn't it
2: oh it does yeah, and i touch think and go, though, it depends think. where the
0: through. where the delivery is and yeah chips obviously about they might put pressure
2: through that so i think just There's a lot of work that halfbacks do with the locks as well, being able to get that delivery right, because sometimes they might see, you know, um, if the set piece is going really well, you can get a forward or loose forward, whoever it is in that position to go hard at Aaron or the halfbacks, but... You know, just you. I'm presuming that Aaron's done a lot of work with the with the locks in that, um, and, and even the loose forwards as well. But I think just coming back to also the breakdown area, like you're looking at Aaron Smith right now. It's probably the best two test matches to start the season in a very long time, and that's coming back to the work that those forwards are doing, especially in that first 20 minutes. You're just looking at balls on a platter, and it's bang, bang, bang out. So, you know, they'll be wanting perfection. It's an imperfect game, but at the same time, if they continue to just keep winning those those shoulder battles and taking the opportunities that they have, especially in those 20 minutes, um, it's going to set them up really well. And I think. It's a really good test for them as well. You know, the Springboks bought the bomb squad on. Um, they got a good, b- good pay out of that for that 20 minutes, but then we were able to come over the top and score two tries. So that sets us up really well. We didn't get things all our own way, like we did in Mendoza, we're able they were able to stay in the fight and then, you know, pull through a good victory at the back end of that game. Do
1: you, do you think the Springboks didn't quite kick enough? You know, only 14 kicks for the game. Yeah.
2: I think it might have just frazzled them a little bit, saying we've got to play a little bit different and chasing the game. Because when have you ever seen a 28 yeah, to 14 just... kicks? When it comes to the South Africans, you know they dropped two balls early on. No contest, they just dropped the ball, and so they were a little bit under pressure. And I think the probably the warning and the scary thing for the All Blacks is they're going to get better. They'll know that they weren't at their best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think with how we played and God, they got on the back foot so early, maybe changed the game where they didn't want to kick as much.
1: And we had quite a high number of rucks. Like we had 12 inside our 22 in our own 22, and and 26 in between the 22 and 50. Versus they only had two in their 22, and then seven. So they were looking to get out of the huff, but, you know, we kicked a hell of a lot for our standards in yeah. 28 kicks. And then we also played, like Mark Talair and, and um, Will Jordan, you know, charged their arm yep. with Bodie at the back there, and probably didn't get the impact that they wanted, but I liked that they're having a lick first, and then going to that sort of contestable kicking game as mm-hmm. well, cause you know, you've got to count on you know guys like Will and, and Mark in particular. They will come out, of the, out the other side at some point. Yep.
2: You're not always going to get those contestables back. Like I talked around, it's 55% getting the ball back. But what that does do, it's been able to, if when you're in that no-man's zone that we've talked about a lot, if you can just get it to a 50-50, those are the percentages that you come back. It might be a quick turnover. You might get the ball for any X amount of phases, build pressure, and you're kind of having kicking on your own terms. So um, that was a great, great night at the, at the, night, at the
0: office with um, our kicking game. It's hard to imagine after watching Talia and Jordan play on the wings that that isn't the starting win combination come the World Cup.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. But man, Leicester hasn't had a crack. Mm. You know, like I think his Super Rugby form, he he was lighting things up. Um, you know, and I don't know where he's at, but I definitely think he deserves a chance in that eleven jersey. But based on the other night, yeah. in terms of the game plan, we know that is best suited to win this World Cup. Those two two men are. Well I think Will Jordan's a lock, Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know Mark's naturally normally a right winger but has the ability to play 11 um, and I suppose it depends on um, what style they want to play because Leicester is Mark, they are different players mm-hmm. um, but he is a power winger and he's played pretty well this
2: year. What it has done as well, there's just not that many test matches anymore, you know there's maybe two before the World Cup so guys that you're thinking around, you know obviously Leicester's been a little bit injured and some guys haven't had opportunities, it's probably going to get one shot against the Aussies and then obviously the South Africans I think we're over in um, London so you've got to be able to take your opportunity. I think by then they're packing their 23. Well that's what that's I mean 23 like 23 it guys. might be one test now that you can yeah. get one opportunity at Leicester for example or the others to really stake their claim. I want to see Cam Roigard as, well. as well. I mean He's it's
1: right. good that we're having this issue because yeah. you know you even look at the way the All Blacks 15's yep. perform man there's a lot of people putting their hands up. Yeah
2: mm. there's only 33 that go to the World Cup right? So there's going to be some tough conversations that we might think would be locks in to the games, you know.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, will Jordan obviously set the game alight, mm. but Bryn, there were some some moments in there where Will Jordan does things that other people just don't do. You know, like his vision for finding opportunities, or his vision for having other people set him up for other opportunities yeah. is incredible.
2: Yeah, well, I think I think fortunately for Will, it went his way in the first 20 minutes. Sometimes you know um, one side of the wing has a has a day and the other one doesn't, mm. um, but. Look, I think his involvement in that first twenty minutes, man, it just it set us up really, really well. You know, you look at the opportunity we did the replay ball. You know, got tackled, got back up to his feet, went through the gap. He's got that pace. We know that he's got that pace then to set up Aaron Smith. But I think it's just involvement that he has off the ball as well. The contestable games, honestly, chasing the ball and being able to get around the escorts, um, being able to get up for the ball, contest for it, get it back. All those kind of things um, is what you expect of your winger. And I think you know he's always going to pop up and give have opportunities to go through that space, but. I just love the work that he does off the ball to be able to put himself in positions to be able to, I guess, influence the games like he did on the weekend.
1: I want to credit Mark there as well though, because yep. if you look at statistically, him and Will had the same amount of carries and you know, just under a meters wise was Mark. And the work he does to come off his wing and get a carry or, or fight his way through contact and collision, um, although he's slight and, and maybe not seen as a power winger, he does have the ability to sort of come out the other side of collisions. Although Itzibeth really <laughs> gone to him at once. Yeah. I
0: was like, man, he's watched his highlights real. He wasn't letting him get through. We talked about Brody, we talked about Scott, but there was something about that pack, there was a mean streak. It was relentless and I wouldn't call it nasty, but it was mean in a good way, you know, that
1: And I reckon um a great example of that it was towards the end of the game and um Summer Sony, I think he threw your boy, Quagga Smith, and just stood over him. Yep. And I'd never actually seen hmm. like you know, like yep. you know he's capable of it, but I've never seen yep. him stand over someone and and then someone I think it was um Arm um, came over to say something, he just walked off like just so cold. Like <laughs> it was, it was, um, you yeah, know, and that's what the, you know, sort of Cody Tater alluded to it um, in the week uh, leading up. But that is, you know, f- I reckon for four or five years, the most clinical in um, all black packs played for a long time.
2: I think obviously knowing Jason Ryan, that's, you said that's it's his um, personality. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a man, You, he's, he's very confrontational You're not afraid to have those conversations. And so, I think you've just slowly seen our all-black Ford pack just get meaner, more relentless, and being able to just do the things that, you know, forwards should be doing, but they're doing it on
1: countless times. And he must just keep it so simple because the yep. clarity of their, yep. the way they're playing, they just look yep. so free.
2: But sometimes that's a Jip, you know, when you've got a, you know, I, again, I'm not in the environment, but just knowing Jace very, very simple around what his mindset and what your expectation is, especially around the breakdown area. But what he does do, he'll be no doubt be going to all of those forwards, showing them clips around, right, you need to be better here. This is your good body height. This is what you need to get better at. So when you're having those conversations consistently, you know as a player what it is, but the most important thing is being able to do it at the training. Because you only play 80 minutes of a game, you get all the training habits that you get in your trainings. And so he's been there for now almost a year. And you can you think about how many trainings they would have had the conversations the meetings and now we're just seeing the all-black ford pack i guess getting back to where we want to see them and i guess dominating big men which we we'll probably need to see at the back end
0: of the world cup as well and the driving Maldi as well Jip. Oh, uh, they, they, they did concede it. one but whew, here we go we yeah. that. It, yeah we did it's you and i oh, and we so need to have a good sorry. look at sorry, ourselves sorry jace
1: um, sorry, mate. but we were texting on our group chat um and we, i was just saying like the mall has just come so far like And we did say it didn't look like it was um, able to be penetrated, but then my boy Malcolm Marks uh, did exactly that. (laughs) Um, But it is still really, really um, efficient. um, And and it's like, if you watch um, early on the game, just the work of sam Kane knowing where the momentum's going and so he pops out he's like right on the side defending there and he comes around and fills this hole and stops and then the ref goes use it or lose it so Mm. um though again it's another area of the game they've got clarity on and they know what to expect they're not pushing teams around a corner because once it goes around a corner sort of like marx's try Mm. there's just no no stopping it but um from you know beginning of last year to this year. That is that's almost a weapon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's um you know, the Pumas, although Creevy got off the back and scored one, you know, they were sort of stunted with it the week prior too and we know the French and the Irish love it.
2: And just knowing Jace, you know, he talked about that in his interview around the hug oh sorry, the Pumas got real close to it then obviously the springbok got through. I know that for that review, it'll be horrendous yeah, around, yeah. You know, it'll be very, very tough, but it'll be solution focused around yeah. that, but you know, no better being in a forward pack, knowing you're going to that meeting and saying, oh, did I get my job right there? And that comes back to the accountability, you know, yeah. and that little bit of edge that I think um, that all black forward pack definitely has at the moment due to Jace Ryan being there.
0: And during that kind of 20 odd minutes where the bomb squad came on for South Africa and really pulled the game back, if it hadn't been for that Maldi, it probably would have been a very different mm. scenario. Yeah. Like, that that felt like the winning and the losing of the game to me, never mind the first 20 minutes. Mm.
1: The S- South Africans operated at 81% percent line time. So again, we saw this a- against Argentina as we're stunting opportunities. You know, like um Retellick got up for one, I think uh, Barrett got up for another. And those steals, although they seem like, like they're nothing, they, they lead to a lot of, you know, sort of big moments late in the game where they've taken the opportunity. We spoke about it weeks ago that discipline so yeah, you accuracy the breakdown and at, at line out time and scrum time don't piggyback into the corners. well the always also not doing that but then they're, they're taking opportunities away from the opposition where, even when they go to the penalty which i thought was dubious when um they got uh, i think ethan the group for going in mm-hmm. and sort of swung the momentum but from that line out that's when Retali got the steal so and um, those are massive plays although they seem like nothing they're they're big players especially against the springboks
2: i think also as well like you know, people always say, you know, we said last week in Mendoza, oh, well, the second half wasn't great. But you're not always going to have momentum in games. And I think the biggest thing around is trying to repel it. And then obviously, you look on the weekend, the bomb squad came on, and fair enough, they had 20 minutes of pressure and been able to score points and got it really close. But then to our credit, the next 20 minutes, we scored two tries. well, Jordan's try in particular, that wins us the game, I think. But, you know, that's going to set us up really, really well because we're not always going to have it our own way the first 20 minutes. We might lose the next 20 minutes for the next two test, two match, uh, next two test matches. But then it's been able to find a way... To get your points and then being able to win a game ugly or like we did on the weekend, the last 20 minutes.
1: So the one thing I love is the hot, fast start. Yeah. Like we probably haven't seen that for a number of years. Yeah. Like we, we're putting the pressure on teams rather than us having to chase our way out of, out of these test matches, which does make life a little bit easier.
2: We look at the Island Series. You know, every single time they score a try after long phases and then it's, all geez, they scored first. And just subconsciously you think, okay, do we need to do things different? And so you look at the Springboks on the weekend, I think in the 27 minutes they had two drop balls where there was nobody around them, just kicks. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you're playing well, the other team's playing well, 17 points down, pressure, you know, we're flown over to Queenstown for a week and all those kind of things um, go at the back of your head. But also like the
1: Irish scored quick, but then we almost over, you know, pushed things and then we are put back into our corner you know that discipline again that accuracy around the breakdown yep um so they really seem like they're living in that moment yep like every moment of the game rather than going they didn't get comfy after 17 yeah no you know like they just keep going and that last 20 was probably just as impressive as the first 20 in terms of the composure when it tightened up
0: I've got some box friends who've uh, put a lot of rand into going to uh, France later <laughs> in the year, and one of their things was like, you know, how big of a problem is this for us? So, how big of a problem is this for the Springboks? Are they that far off where they need to be?
1: No, no, no. Like it, we've got to give credit to the All Blacks, but also, like we sort of touched on it last week. I, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a team that you know, if half a squad gets sent early, um, do well. Yeah. I just think that cohesion and, and the time together, touring the hotel, talking rugby, you're engaged. You know, they would have watched the game and they would have, you know, probably doing some previewing of the All Blacks and so forth, but it's just not the same. Right. Um, and that disconnect takes a while and, you know, obviously they had to, you know, travel in so they wouldn't have had a lot of time on the grass as a group. Um, I think it was just, you know, they the combinations were a little bit clunky and, and those players hadn't played a lot of rugby. so. Um, and I think you know, the All Blacks acknowledge that as well. Um, yeah, I think we'd be silly to... And I'm not just doing this because of YouTube comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, think, I still think they're in a good spot. Yeah.
2: I think we talked around um, last week how well they were going. You know, so one performance doesn't really dictate how you can be for the rest of the year. And they know that, you know, they've got a plan around the World Cup. You know, you look at the World Cup last time, we beat them com- quite convincingly in, the, in round robin, and then they end up winning the World Cup. So it can be left really, really late, and we mm-hmm. can probably touch on the Australians, and that might be their mindset uh, moving. Forward. <laughs> um, but no, I think, you know, they'll take a good learning from that, knowing that, you know, if you're a little bit off, um, not only against the All Blacks, but at the back end of the year, probably going to get the result that they did on the weekend. They won't be that bad
0: moving forward. Yeah, we saw, I went straight to Twitter to see what Rusty was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) He'd had a bit of a break off Twitter for some of the year, but he was back and he basically said, look, they were good. We've got no one to blame but ourselves. The coaches made some mistakes. Um, And then Jack Nienaber referred probably to, you know, the, the mistakes they've made with bringing players in and out and all those kind of things. So it was quite good to see the coaches... Take ownership of it, you know. In the coaching box, I think there was a shot about 20 minutes in where you could see them; they were deflated in the coaching box, and it wasn't a look like you see from coaches about that player stuff that up. It was, it was internal. us. It was yeah, it was internal. Yeah, we
1: didn't get it. We didn't get it right. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because everyone was um, sort of getting into the All Black coaching group around taking the group all the way to Argentina and then bringing them back. Um, it just shows you you can't you can't buy that time together and and that understanding and even like though the flight back from argentina to um, auckland was long as well on the plane you're in you know lounges or you're sitting out in the airport you're discussing rugby you're thinking how can we beat the box where could we be better you don't get that when you're separated yeah and then you've got to chase your tail for the rest of the week
0: yeah definitely yeah definitely we saw Marnie Labocq last week look really good behind the pack going forward. Mm. We saw Damien Willems uh, probably not much of an impact behind the pack going backwards. Yep. And obviously there's, there's Pollard to come back. Where do you see this all fitting in? Because you need your 10 probably to take more control than Williams yeah. took in that game. Yeah, we take
2: control, but at the same time, when you're under that much pressure, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, Richemong or Bowdoin or the best 10 in the world, mm. it's really hard to be able to operate um, behind go, go, when you're going backwards. I think they're in a bit of a dilemma similar to us. You know, we obviously talked around Damien, or Bo- oh, also Damien, Richie, who's going to start. Um, you'd have to think maybe Pollard is the guy if he was there, but you know, they need to either decide if that's Le Boc or Willemsa. Um, they showed trust in Willemsa with this test match, but I love I love Boc, man. Like his, his passing game and I guess awareness around when you're trying to get that ball to space. Um, he showed that a little bit on the weekend, obviously not as much as he was when um, he played um, last week. But yeah, they need to make a decision around if Pollard's going to be their ten, if not, um, or if it's going to be Willemsa, back him and then use that, use that time to get the cohesion with the group and be able to move forward.
1: The one point of difference I feel Pollard has is his kicking percentage. Like, yeah. South Africans are so big on scoreboard pressure um, and, and that game would have been closer had a few of the, you know, um, either penalties or, or conversions gone over. So uh, I think, you know, two weeks in a row, even against Australia, I know they are formidable. It was a low kicking percentage and I think, you know, Rugby World Cups are going to be close sure. um, and having the ability to, you know, accrue points um, via three will be important.
2: The interesting thing I we'll find if if they have Andre Pollard there, they have shown, I guess during the, this rugby championship, they do want to use the ball a lot more. And obviously that's not, obviously that doesn't pin if Willems is there or La Box there, or they have the same kind of mindset when Pollard's there, because he is a very good traditional 10 of being able to kick you around the parks, making good percentages and kicking on your own terms. Um, but have, they have shown that they might but be having an attacking brand as well.
1: You can't say they showed that on the weekend though. They had two rucks, they had nine rucks inside their own half. Like they weren't looking to play uh, uh, from my point of view. And then any chance that they may have had the time to play, they knocked it on yeah, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's enough to say that he can't play that role, but it's definitely not natural. Uh.
0: Yeah, yeah, it feels like in a World Cup scenario where you're often under pressure, yeah, you should probably bail out the Andre Pollard.
1: Also, territory is yeah, more yeah. important at that point.
0: And if they know if there's any team in the world
2: in this part of the country, in this part of the world, know that knows how to play World Cup rugby, it's the Springboks. You know, they have got the ability that we've shown that they want to run the ball. But like if it's if it's raining or they want to be able to play a little bit negatively and more so just be able to build pressure through their contestable games and their line speed pressure, they've got the ability to be able to do that. So I think it's actually quite good that they're showing the attacking, attacking side of it because they can do that at the World Cup. Then they, We always know they can go back to their set piece, suffocate teams with contestable game and also just their high line speed pressure, making teams make mistakes in their own.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. out of
1: the field. I don't think Villamca should get ridiculed though for the weekend, like A lot of that forward pack will be looking at themselves. They just couldn't get their game going because they couldn't win those collisions. Yep.
0: Yeah, what about Richie Moonga? Um, he obviously started at 10 there was a lot of chat last week about should Damien get another crack Damien McKenzie how do you feel he went in his role obviously partnering with the other playmaking options Geordie and Bowden Barrett? It went very well
1: it was it was it was probably the best I reckon um Synergy. Richie and and Bodie yep. have sort of connected and knowing their roles and and you know there was a clear driver and, and a clear second man and uh, we spoke about giving the keys, and and it certainly looked that way. But it looked like that, obviously, the week prior too. So, um, similar to the locking situation, um, it's going to be a tough um, selection, but the suit, you know, you have almost, I don't think they should make their decision now and then and then move forward with it. Yeah.
2: And I think also around his goal kicking as well, it's been massive. He's good. He's, um, yeah, obviously having a high percentage, when, whether it become any normal test match, but going into rugby world cup, you know, Richie's kicking at a pretty good, Set up at the moment but yeah i think i agree with chip um it's probably the first time we've really seen richie and bodie both doing what we need to do in different situations you know with bodie's kick especially as attacking kicking game even you know bodie doing that little trip richie's flying through so they're both on the same page seeing the same space and so but I think the challenge now is really just keep those two together I know you'd love to see other guys have opportunities, but if that's the if that's the key you're ten twelve and fifteen that's the kind of pendulum around you need those guys all all playing well having that cohesion and I think you look on the weekend it's a great start for those three for those three guys and, and really yeah. driving condition um, uh, places.
1: I think it makes it hard for teams when uh, probably previewing the All blacks now is they utilize the short side really well mm. and I think it was probably that clarity of role that allowed that even if they you know there wasn't there they still utilize the short side and, and got a bend to then open up um yeah. on the open side so um and then you look at that last try for will jordan um you know that's a it was a switch yeah. sort of kick move because they saw that you know defenders had over chased and that's what it created so man you just gotta um as an opposition now you've got to have a head on a swivel and it's not about just outworking. you've got to work smarter
2: i think it just shows they're, they're all on the same page and you look at that Will Jordan try, for example, if you can bring that vision up, uh, Ross, when you get your time, <laughs> When that advantage, <laughs> win that, that advantage. Down. That's not me, obviously. <laughs> that's not me. But um, as soon as that advantage went out, you look at Will Jordan, he's not even in position, he's putting his hand up, he's running back to the sideline, knowing they've obviously done a bit of preview around that. Bowden Barrett's had a quick look, and then execution of the kick, because Will's there. And that comes back to them knowing their roles real clear, and then execution, obviously, as well. Um, and so they all in a really nice place at the moment around taking the opportunities, where they probably haven't done that in the last 12 months when they've had the opportunities. Mm. I think
0: even Geordie, he did a kick pass backwards yeah. to allow for the space. It was like, they, they're seeing this I thing at 360. Is that <laughs> not on purpose? Not sure. <laughs> not going backwards. I <laughs> think. They can ask him. Yeah, they <laughs> went to the man and he was standing
2: there. <laughs> what it, it does do, you know, when you've got guys that can kick, you know, it's not just a, a, a 9, a 10 or a, or a 15, you know, probably all our back line can kick. You know, so mm. when you're previewing that, it's like, you know, sometimes you might find on the weekend you had Bodie or Geordie or Richie kicking. Sometimes, you know, they might try and change their pitches, but then two passes to the edge, well, Jordan might kick it, or, you know, Lester or Caleb Clark have that left foot. So defending that and being able to have that analysis, it's pretty hard when you've got a um, all backs that can
0: do a kicking, attacking kicks and long kicks as well. And it felt like um, when Aaron Smith kicked, he only needed one blocker because it's like the opposition weren't there on him.
1: And they've done right. such an efficient job the breakdown, there were bodies on the ground and and getting back to their feet.
0: Okay, as promised, we're going to be bringing you an all-black each week heading into the Rugby World Cup. To start off with, it is with Bowden Barrett. Unfortunately, to had to go, so couldn't be there for this interview. But here is Bowden Barrett. And welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. Just come back from Eden Park,
3: maybe? Yeah, look, <laughs> I'm in all sorts so you've got a polo stubbies and socks on, but it's been a busy day of these things. Yeah. Um, no, it's good to be here. Nice, Awesome game on the weekend. Great progression
2: from Mendoza, I guess. Um, we've talked a lot around the breakdown area, and it's been such a positive for you guys in the last two games. Um, but then also your attacking side, your attacking kicking games. I don't know how many times you would have done those attacking kicks, but you guys are operating like 55% contestables back or attacking yeah.
3: kicks. I so. oh, look. As you know, the breakdown's critical. It's 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 like set-piece. Um, to get dominance in a game, you've mm. got to be going forward. And one way to stop that is to stop the set-piece or slow the ball down at the breakdown and or make us put in more numbers. But, yeah, it's something that we see as critical for us, a set-piece and, and the way we look after the ball. Um, recycling and being able to play at a speed that we... I guess feel that teams are chasing us Mm. and um, that gives us the opportunity to get the ball to the space where we want it to go far more quicker which as you saw in the first 15 minutes that was some of the quickest rugby we've ever played and um, yeah the challenge was the box of course they adapted and in the second half you saw a a different we're under the pressure a bit more and it was probably more of a more of a contest that we expected um, mm. and we didn't get the pay that we did early on but um, yeah the kicking game as well it's, it's so important these days uh, with defences um, the way they are if, if they want to come with some line speed uh, there's always going to be space somewhere so how you expose that or, or find it Sometimes comes with ball in hand or, or off the foot. So. Yeah.
2: You guys have it's been an area like you guys have gotten a lot better in because, you know, for a couple of years, you know, probably two years ago, the line speed pressure that teams were putting on the all blacks, you weren't necessarily trying to you weren't able to get the ball there, whether it through be through a pass like you did on the weekend the bridge past the will. But there's been an improvement in there. Has that just been through the the, the communication and been able to hear those comms that are coming in or is it just you're seeing it in more preparation?
3: To be honest, I think every team struggled to attack line speed Mm. in in recent times and we're just getting better at learning how to how to deal with it how to play against it Um, the comparisons between the the way the Argentinians defend versus the the box it's so different like the Argies will are probably the best at holding and pushing Whereas the box will come and be a bit more confrontational and try and shut down your time on the ball. So it was it was pleasing to see the way we adapted within six days or seven days to the different defences based on the limited prep we had in the Springboks game. But we knew, we thought we knew um, how they'd defend and it yeah. wasn't too dissimilar to what we've had in, in recent times against them. But uh, yeah, what you get with line speed is less time mm-hmm. on the ball to make your decision and execute your skill so um, you'll have plans uh, those will have to change if if the pictures you think are going to be out there aren't um, on the weekend and we felt that the the Springboks um, kind of knew how we wanted to expose that that space and we could hear them talking about it but mm. again it's up to you to back yourself to execute it yeah, uh, and adapt on the go when these pictures change so a lot of it
0: is heads up it's not so much so pre-prescribed much. yeah
3: you 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 do your analysis and you have to confirm it out there but um you always need plan b or yep. option c um mm-hmm. because teams are getting good at changing pictures too yep. like you'll look up in front of you the ball goes into the scrum and the whole picture changes. So you call the move based on the initial one, but mm-hmm. you have to have those over calls to... Exploit where the the changes and the, the spaces. is. We used your example last week with Geordie's try, the going back
2: down the short side. Now, that obviously comes back to an action win. I actually thought it was you that called it, <laughs> but it might have been Caleb. But I feel like this All team, to start with the last two weeks, you guys have just been real clear. You've looked like you guys have been just real direct, um, very easy, and it's been really, really easy for you guys. I'm not too sure if you've
3: felt like that, but it's found a lot. it's been a lot better this year. The coaches have really collaborated well um, on both sides of the ball and the plan has been really simple mm. in terms of not overloading us with, with how we want to play the game, particularly that first game against Argentina um, the f- flip side of not making a Super Rugby final is you get to go to a camp and, and work on the, these things which we did in uh, at the Mount so we we um, we figured out how we wanted to play the game and, and the direction we want to go in um, mm. and what steps we need to take, the little tactical and technical
0: shifts um, to allow us to play the game that we want to play. But yeah, it's a good start. You talk about making changes. How much of it is a collaboration between the players and the coaches? Because obviously the coaches have a vision, but you guys are out on the field. How does it work when you are making decisions like that?
3: Yeah, good question. The obviously the coaches have had months and months to collaborate um, watch other teams the way and trends the way they're doing things up up north and and so on and the way they've or the trends I've seen in Super Rugby so they don't want to completely change the way we've been playing in Super Rugby but um, in the All Blacks you do things a certain way and essentially they'll give us a, a structure or a framework to play to and you've got Two or three things without that, uh, within that, that's our DNA um, and will give us opportunity to to play. Um, And that's where Joe Schmidt's been really good um, for our attack, and um, Fozzie's been great around the structural uh, way we want to play from set piece strikes and so on. So they're working really well together, and and in defence, we've made little changes too. So uh, I think what we're getting is. Complete buy in. Um, everyone's on board. Everyone wants to be there at the business end of the season. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's a good start. It's only a start. But um, yeah, to beat the box in, in Argentina in the first two mm. weeks, we'll, we've got to be happy that we're in, we're
2: going in the right direction. Mm. Yep. Maybe going to give us a little bit of an insight around maybe defensively
3: what you're doing in the backfield and trying to help out your wingers and communi- mm. how much communication you have to do. I know as a 10, playing fullback how much I rely on outside comms mm. um, but yeah the, the defensive part of the game in the backfield like it's it's very important mm. um, often sitting at home on TV you wouldn't see us um, but the amount of running we're doing covering space because ultimately that's that's what you're looking for mm. in a game of rugby um, you don't want to give up that backfield space or that easy kick space and also you want to enable your wingers and your front line whether it's 13 guys or 12 mm. guys depending on your system 14 in some cases you want to give them the most confident confidence to get up and, and put pressure on that line mm. speed and the best way to do that is have numbers um, so you're not having a hold and push so mm. giving them the comms um, the commitment to get up and, and put a shot on and yeah. ultimately limit the time on the ball that the opposition have that's what's um that's where we as communicators and um 10 and 15 usually um sometimes 10 and and winger or
0: 15 and winger in the backfield like that's that's just our role defensively yep this might sound like a silly question how easy is it to actually communicate their backs are to you you're right yeah. behind them <laughs> no seriously the the noise of the stadium you
3: play in a place like Mendoza uh, look if they get up early on the scoreboard it's going to be a festival like it's going to be carnage like you won't be able to hear your mate 10 metres away Mm. if they get going in terms of singing and so on so starting well getting on top of the voice and um, that fuels them Um, so important to start well when we did that like you could hear a pin drop yeah, and communicating yeah, yeah. was so easy which is so rare um, you, you won't get that in France or in New Zealand or basically anywhere else so hand signals yeah. uh, body language little cues on the run like critical because yes 13 guys in front of me are facing yeah. that way there's a lot of eye contact there's a lot of hand signaling um, but you come off the game like you you know what it's yeah, like yeah. sometimes you don't have a voice or you, mm, you're yeah. exhausted and you scream screaming the whole game <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds as
3: mentally exhausting as it is physically yeah uh, it's I mean test rugby it's, it's, it's intense um, it is mentally exhausting um, a lot goes into a test week and yeah ultimately on a Saturday you want to be having fun and going out there and mm. expressing yourself but um, yeah it's important yeah. stuff just to go, I'm
2: not obviously on the edge, but in being in Japan, have been on the edge and understanding like a fullback or a 10 in that backfield, that pendulum, if they're really clear with you, having micro comms, you know, saying you've got last or you're second to last in, just the guy on the edge, it's really, really easy for them to go make a decision. It's really hard yes. if you're not saying anything and then you're like, oh, is he there? And then that's all that indecision. I can imagine at test level body that, you know, if you miss that there, that's yeah. a bridge pass or it's been able to get, you know, a lot of metres.
3: Absolutely. And ultimately you just want certainty and when you're certain you can go up and put a good shot on or whenever there's indecision or Mm. lack of trust like that's when you you get exposed so um, yeah and there's different combinations with that too different wingers um, Mm. and that was the great thing about the first two tests Uh, we saw caleb and Namoni in the first and then um will and and mark so I think when you meet during the week you're always talking about the same stuff but you can't mm. take it for granted going into the next week so you start all over yep. again you mm. have the same cues the same comms like you build this really tight connection um, the outsides meet the insides meet but um, yeah there's so many different variables you can't there's brush over it you can't there. ever assume it's going to happen the next week It's a lot goes into it
0: yeah
3: awesome well thanks for joining
0: us mate we really appreciate your time oh, good to chat So good to have Bowden Barrett on. It's gonna be really interesting to see how it goes against Australia and how they can handle that kick and game dripper. Oh,
1: absolutely and I, I think, you know, the, the beauty is is his clarity, he's fifteen now. Mm. You know, we were talking about maybe potentially giving Sean um, Stevenson the role, but it's exciting for he, he doesn't he he may fill in at ten, but having that knowledge, you know, like of just on an out and out fifteen now, I feel like it's making him better and better.
0: Cool. What did you see from the Australians? on the weekend that made them lose to Argentina I mean Eddie Jones what did he say he, he made a bizarre quote um, that they weren't able to sustain their fluency um, but there is a plausible reason but he's not going to tell us you know what, what could that plausible reason be that they're not doing the
1: plausible right? reason is he wants you and everyone else to be thinking <laughs> what the reason is and yeah. so distracts away from yeah. what, what the yeah. problems are. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, oh, look, I think um, the last two weeks they discipline and Eddie's actually called them errors. So they're doing a lot of errors when it's coming to their game at the moment. Look, I think, you know, some of the stats here, I think you know 14 penalties overall, 15 turnovers as well. And so uh, one of the one of the things that I saw here was around the 22-meter attack. The Argentinians in the first 50 minutes were inside the 22 area for five and a half minutes, whereas the Australians had like 20, sorry, 33 seconds. Mm. And, you know, so the amount of times that the Argentinians were able to be inside that 22, being able to build pressure fill up the get like they use their gas tank around the Australians and so I think for their biggest thing is being able to get their discipline right, which has been actually a trend trip for like probably the last couple of years, even under under Dave Rennie, they found themselves paying a lot of footy, giving away a lot of penalties and then at the dock <coughs> excuse me, at the times, make a lot of mistakes. You know, so when you're giving up ball almost thirty times a game, I um, and the Argentinians I thought, you know, had times where they were able to hold onto the ball for long periods of phases, um, and it kinda, you know, to be honest, Marky Mark—they call him in Australia—who had an outstanding game. I thought one did at the end, but you know, probably would have glossed over all the areas that I've just touched on. But those are the things that I think they need to work on moving forward.
1: I think whether errors or ill-discipline it doesn't matter. Like accuracy at the breakdown, we've harped on about it, and yeah. they're off. Like in yeah. terms of their decision, and, and you know, it's even little things like they're clearly on the ground and they put a hand out, and the ref's just like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just lazy around that sort of decision-making. Um, you know. The decision making you've got to make, you know, is it a dominant tackle? Is Am I going to win the race And Am I going to be a genuine attempt to get on the ball? Mm. And at the moment they're, they're, you know, sort of pushing the envelope um, and I think there's an element of it that it's a new coaching group and they're wanting to press and, and clearly everyone said, look, everything's open, spots yeah. are up for grabs and it can sometimes work for you but in this case I feel like players are probably over trying to make the big impact which is leading to, you know, similar penalty counts and then their attacking breakdown, like we spoke about the All Blacks, and I, and I know it's not an All Blacks versus Australia thing, but tight pods, clarity, I'm mm-hmm. your carrying, you're cleaning. I've, I haven't seen a ruck stat this low at international rugby. 88% they won on their own ball at ruck time. So, you know, Argentina were at 90%, the All Blacks were at 97, the Springboks were at 97. I've never seen it go into the 80s yeah. in terms of losing your own attacking breakdown. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's some serious work to do and, and I do think you can put that down because it's not a skill set thing. Mm. Like The players can clean rucks like that's, but there's a lot of new systems. To me it looks so cluttered, cluttered. Yep. Like, and just so much is going on in terms of the decisions they're making yep. and then they're chasing their tail. On the flip side f- for them, defensively, 91% and they made RG work and mm. work and work. So mm. in an area that shows attitude, I think you can have confidence that they're all there fronting up. I think on attack they can they can be a bit better and then around that defensive breakdown they can be a little bit smarter around when there's an opportunity and when there's not because they should trust their D. Yeah. Mm. 91% making nearly over 200 tackles is outstanding at international level.
2: Yeah, and I think that's one thing you can obviously see if, if, if you care or your element of what yeah. you care about the jersey. And so you've, we've talked about winning championships and big games. You're based around your defence, but I think you're spot on, Jip. Those kind of numbers. It's As a halfback and Nick Watt, you'd be thinking, "Geez, like give me some, like, give me some good ball," you know. And so, decluttering and sometimes when um, we've had games or you've had games like that, Jip, when you, there's a lot going on in your brain, you're thinking about your role. You're not thinking about right then and there. And you're not really decisive around what your role is. So. You'd like to think they might lean up their menu, and so the meaning of menu around leaning up their attack strategy of their lineups but it's possibly all their scrums, making it really, really simple. So when you're going to that cleaner, because they're playing against the South Africans next. Oh, sorry, they're playing against the New Zealand. New Zealand next, and so if you don't get that breakdown right, and you're not there early to be able to, um, I guess, do what the New Zealand team, the All Blacks, are doing at the moment, um, you're going to start seeing numbers like that. And I think just the decision making around the breakdown as well. Um, Eddie Jones said we're, we're, we're really poor. They're really poor around making decisions around what you should be doing in those situations. So um, he's, got a lot, he's got a lot of
1: work. Don't put your hands in. Yeah, he's got a lot um, of
2: work
3: to do. But
1: you know, we talk about the defense and and that's where the Springboks had their, their time, you know, obviously, you know, with a couple of yellow cards and then going down that blind side. Like they shored that up mm. in a week. So, you know, I don't think that game would have been as drastic. Um, but again last week um, against the Springboks as well they created opportunities, they just didn't finish it on attack. Mm-hmm. And I do think you have to put it down to, like, they're not out of the running just yet because right. uh, there's just a lot of change going on and, and sometimes it takes a while for, for the brain to catch up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Two games against New Zealand, one against France as a Rugby World Cup warm-up. It isn't a lot of time if there, there are many issues. Do I'll ask you oh, I see the same question I asked about the Springboks. Mm-hmm. Is there time to get this right? I'm more concerned about the Australians yeah, spring. Yeah. yeah, I think the
2: Springboks, um, with what they've shown and um, I guess the direction that we're there going, I think they're going to be okay. Um, mm. We talked around the, the travel issues and around. we didn't think that was a, a decision that was good. Uh, but yeah, there's just so many areas, I think, you know, you look at the week previously, their set piece was poor, but then they come back this week, their set piece was good, but there's just so many other other parts in their game that they're not getting right and they're not bringing it all collectively. But... There might be a method to Eddie's madness. Um, He would have loved to come in straight away and been able to strip it right back and get um, results, but they're luckily on that side of the draw where it's going to make it a little bit easier, and that's no excuse, but I think...
1: They've got more opportunities to grow in the tournament. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Rather than... The Ireland, uh, the French, yeah. mm-hmm. um, All Blacks, and, and Springboks.
2: So like we've got to go into the World Cup, and we've got to be on the job straight away. Be, we've got yeah. the French yeah. straight up, and then even before that, if we make it to the next stage, we're playing Ireland or who we play Ireland or, or an Springboks. Yeah. So we're very—it's unfortunate for us, but on that side, um, that's not to say um, the other side. It's a reality. Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. You, you just can't hide from it. It's Georgia, Fiji, Wales. Yeah. But that's it. So yeah. they're lucky in that sense—they've got time to be able to get to that quarter-final stage when they do when they do play.
0: Now, we also saw an interesting performance on the weekend from the Black Ferns. They'd made a lot of changes. They were under a lot of pressure against the USA early on in their game in the Pacific Nations.
1: Discipline, like the red card was for the whole game, um, then another yellow. But the one thing they'll be wrapped with and and, led by their skipper and Ruhe Demont, like the comeback and Mm -hmm. the impact they got off the bench from their senior players... Was exceptional and, and was the difference. Yeah,
2: you know, you talk around uh, playing without a nine, it's really, really hard to start the to, to start the game and also finish the game. You know, Rosie Kelly's played a little bit for Matatu Two um and, and for Canterbury, but any time you lose a driver, it took them a little bit of time. You look at the, you know, it was seventeen five I think. And the way they were able to bring their bench on, like you talk about, you know, Ray and Renee Holmes, Mont, and those kind of girls coming on and being able to, I guess, go over the top of them. It'll be pleasing for the, for that coaching stuff, but at the same time, we probably thought If it wasn't the red card, it'd be a little bit of a different result, but it's great for that tour, being able to experience something different, um, being able to play with that with 14 women and being able to be solution-focused around how you get better and how you win that game, and um, I guess their bench came on and were able to do that.
1: We saw the impact of a red card at the World Cup final. Like, it is big when you lose. It doesn't matter what position. So, um, you know, going into the the World 15, like, they need to make sure that they get their technique right. Yep.
0: Yeah, they got one game against Australia before then, but I don't think there's any worry about how the top team's going. No, no,
1: no, it's, it's very <laughs> yeah. slick and, and good to give them um, some some rest, you know, in terms of managing this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been a pretty impressive start for them for this year, coming off the back of a lot of change.
1: New coaching group and stuff yeah. like yeah. That, that. You've got to uh, admire the coaching group in terms of how... You know, we've sort of spoken about Jace Ryan and how he's decluttered. Well, clearly, they're they're pretty um, clear. And, you know, you've spoken extremely highly of uh, Mike Delaney. We've got a long relationship with Steve Jackson, and and they're good operators.
0: Mm -hmm. And they're doing the business. Yep. May I continue. Uh, Chipper, before we go, you're going to do some business over in the USA. Yeah. Talk us a bit through what you're going to do. Yeah,
1: so getting an opportunity to sort of go into a few um, of the sporting franchises over there. I won't uh, labour the point. Probably can do it when I'm getting back, but... Uh, just yeah, really interesting sort of an information sharing uh, opportunity and. Hopefully, come back uh, with plenty of uh, little carrots and, and bundles of joy I can share on here.
0: Oh, man, you're going to have the notebook out. Huh? How many oh, notebooks are you taking? Oh, mate, uh, this, is, this one's staying. I've got a fresh
1: one for the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fresh one uh, ready to rock and roll. Awesome. Well, enjoy the trip, mate. We'll thank see you me.
0: very, very soon. And Bryn, as always, thank you very much. No problem, man. good to be here. And thank you all for joining us once again on the Aotearoa Rugby Pod. Remember, we're going to have more All Blacks coming in the weeks to come Rico Ioane, Geordie Barrett, Offa Tuungafasi, a whole list of All Blacks that you can get a bit of insight into what they are into and how they're going to play and how this Rugby World Cup is shaping up for the All Blacks. So thank you once again for joining us. Please get in contact in the YouTube comments section. Send us an email, Pod at sky.co.nc. We'd love to hear from you and engage with you. But Thank you very much once again for joining us. Bye for